0: Given its location between Venice and Vienna in Central Europe, tiny Slovenia keeps a surprisingly low profile. It's about the size of New Jersey, and it's where the three big cultures of Europe intersect. You'll find elements of Romantic, Germanic, and Slavic Europe blending into a relaxed, laid-back society. So many people I've met who visited Slovenia tell me they wish they'd stayed longer. For an insider's look at what makes Slovene so proud to be Slovenian, we're joined by tour guides Marjan Krskovic and Tina Hiti. It's nice to see you both again. Thank you Thank for you having us. How many people live in, in Slovenia?
1: About two million. Two million? Two million, yes.
0: That would be a very small state in our yeah. country. Marianne, when you think about your country with just two million, it's probably more diverse than people recognize.
2: Definitely. There's way more diversity. Within one hour's drive, you you do the drive from the Alps all the way down to the Adriatic. It's a meeting place of cultures, which is reflected in everyday Slovenian life, their lifestyle, their food, their attitudes. So you go from the Germanic, Central European, all the way down to the more
0: vibrant Italian, Mediterranean, all in that tiny little So this is very interesting to me because if you were going to do a big map of Europe and you had three great colors showing Romantic Europe, that would be Italy, France, Spain, and Portugal. Germanic Europe, Austria, Germany, the Netherlands, Scandinavia. And Slavic Europe, everything to the east. This is where it all comes together. How does that impact your culture and what a traveler might experience?
1: Mm -hmm. It impacts the culture in the way how the people behave. Where I'm from in Lake Blit, we're very Germanic. So we are very punctual, organized. The houses look more austrian you go down to the coastline, which is about an hour and a half drive away, and people are more easygoing, you know. Siesta. We can do things tomorrow.
2: Well, you can definitely see it in the food. So you would have your schnitzels and sauerkrauts and sausages, just like you would in the in the Alpine, German or Austrian areas. But then the Mediterranean is just around the corner, the open-air market, the uh, the cafes, the love uh, for life. So the way that it works is when you're doing something, you're supposed to work hard, punctual, hardworking, perform at your best but when it's your free time you're supposed to enjoy that to the well, there you go. Well. Now that's and very nice,
0: nice. and uh, you were part of Yugoslavia, which yes. was the mm-hmm. union of the South yep. Slavic mm-hmm. peoples, and you were the most Germanic segment of that big and complicated country mm-hmm. yes. what was your reputation within Yugoslavia?
1: Oh, we were, were always done? the hardworking ones we were with only about a quarter of the population. We produced almost three quarters of the entire output of Yugoslavia at that point. So we were known as really the hard working ones. There's even jokes about us. Oh look at the crazy Yanis as they are only working. But we always find time to relax a little bit. So as from
0: well. the from the farther south Slavic perspective, yes. you they joked about you as working like a crazy German. Yes, yes. And consequently mm-hmm. you, you motored the economy. Yeah. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Tina Hiti and Marjan Krskovic about Slovenia. Our email address is radio at ricksteves.com. And uh, J.B. writes from Titusville, Florida, says, my grandfather came to the U.S. in the early 1900s from a little village in what is now Slovenia, and he considered himself Austrian uh, because of the Austro-Hungarian heritage. So there was a time when when Slovenia was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, Mm -hmm. speaking German, ruled from Vienna, and then you were part of the, the communist world and part of Yugoslavia and uh, now independent and proudly so. How does the Austro-Hungarian heritage come into your culture?
1: I think more in a way of a behavior. I think the punctuality, the organizational skills. But I think we always want to differentiate ourselves away from that. Like, for example, whenever there's sports competition that take place, we always want to beat the Austrians, you know. We always want to be better than them. So there's a rivalry, so Slovenia a, and Austria. Oh, yes. wouldn't
0: that be great because oh, for like for centuries you were ruled yeah. by Vienna, yeah. and now, bam, you got them. Yes. Didn't you um, produce and, and groom the great horses of the Habsburg Empire? Yes. Tell yes. us a little bit about that.
1: So the Lipica horses, Lipica horses, the stud farm was actually opened up in Lipica, which is a little town in the southern part of Slovenia. Lipica is actually a name that stands for little linden tree. Because the village was set underneath the linden tree. That's our national tree. Lipizaner. And Lipizaner comes ah. from, because the horses were in the Lipica town, so Lipizaner horses. But every time, you know, when somebody comes and visits, they go, oh, aren't the Lipizaners from Austria? No, they're not. <laughs> the stud farm was opened up in Slovenia on Slovenian soil. It was opened up by Habsburg. But still, we consider it that they were The Slovenian were
0: contribution to the Habsburg yes, heritage. Yes, yes. So those are the great horses. What else are Slovenes proud of? What's unique about little Slovenia with two million people?
2: One of the things that I'm particularly proud of with my Slovenian heritage is, I would say in the today's world, the pacifist attitude of the Slovenian nation. How so? Well, if you walk the streets of any Slovenian town, you won't really not find monuments to great generals and battles and kings and queens, because that's not really our heritage. We're always, as you pointed out, part of the, not just Austro-Hungarian empire, but part of Austria proper. There wasn't even such a thing as Slovenia up to the romantic era of the 19th century. So the people who kept the Slovenian culture, identity, and so on alive all the way to the present, were the painters, the artists, poets, uh, musicians, and they're the great heroes of our past that you will encounter every step of the way.
0: Give us one yeah. great Slovenian uh, cultural uh, leader that we might not oh, appreciate. I would
1: definitely say France Prešeren, who is actually our n- best national poet. Prešeren. Prešeren. And uh-huh. it means happy, just joyous. <laughs> that's his, you know, that's, that's what name. the name would yeah. translate to. Was his poetry and joyous? Yes, his poetry was joyous. Actually, I think we're... The only country that has the anthem written in the shape of a wine glass. <laughs> and how can
0: that be? What do you mean in the shape In the,
1: of the shape what? of a wine glass? How the lines go, they form a line of a wine glass.
0: Oh, is that right? And it's
1: actually called the Toast to Freedom. And when it was first written in the eighteen thirties, it was forbidden because it was very controversial, because it talks about friendship among the people, because the verses go like this: long live all the nations who long to see the day. When our earth's habitations, no war, no strife shall hold its way. Who long to see that all men free, no more foes but neighbors be. I think it's beautiful even for the it's 21st century. gorgeous
0: and it's uh, as, as poignant now and as meaningful now yes. as back yeah. in, in the previous centuries when you were fighting yes. for your freedom. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Tina Hiti and Marion Krskovic about Slovenia. What are the big sports in Slovenia that people are, are just crazy about?
1: Yes, I think generally Slovenes were crazy about sports. Sport is something that puts us all together and it doesn't matter if it's a winter or a summer sport, we're really good in all of them. I would say just generally, let's say last Olympic Games when we had the Winter Olympics in Sochi, there was altogether 37 athletes, we brought home eight medals. In about six different sports.
0: Eight medals for two million people. If you did that per capita, you would be among the very highest uh, (laughs) medal-earning people
1: in the world. And let's say when our hockey team performed, we, we weren't so, you know, we weren't good. We were seventh. We took the seventh place, which is not gold, bronze, or silver. But you have to know that in the entire country, there's like 145 registered hockey players. So it's quite a bit, and we beat Slovakia and Austria up on that. Your tournament. dad was a famous hockey player, yes, wasn't he? Is, yes. he? is he
0: like a household word in, in Slovenia?
1: Well, yeah, he's quite famous, so when I go around and they see my surname, people still refer, oh, you know, are you the daughter-off? of?"
0: People what is his know name? know
1: sport athletes, Gorast Hiti.
0: Gorast Hiti. I think the most famous Slovenian these days is the first lady of the United States, Melania Trump. What do, what do people in Slovenia think about this?
2: Well, um, <laughs> well, she's a very lovely
0: lady, apparently, and uh, <laughs> we don't really know that much about her. So it's introducing a lot of people to Slovenia that would have never known about Slovenia. Where was she from?
1: She's from the little town of Sevnica.
0: And has she and gone back? Is she, is she, when she, she comes back, is she? Uh, she is big She actually news?
1: came back just once or twice. I remember that both her and her husband came to Grand Hotel Toplice in Blit. Yeah, but, you know, she moved out of the country when she was quite young, and we have never really heard her speak Slovenian language, and I think that's quite a big deal for us. So, because Slovenian language for us is such a big heritage, you know, it's, we were able as an island of only so little people being around big forces for such a long time, preserving the language, so Mm -hmm. it means a lot to us. So... I think Slovenes, you know, if we would consider her a proper Slovenian, she would at least need to say something in our so she's language. Pretty much
0: left Slovenia. Yes, it's she from,
1: left when she was really young, and I think that's what you know a common notion is. Yeah, she was from there, but she really moved out when she was really young and didn't w- have that. Back if you were, and if you
0: were uh, an international star of some mm-hmm. sort and you wanted to say something to the world in mm-hmm. Slovenian about your country, can you give us just a couple of lines of Slovenian so we can hear your language of
1: Slovenian language? Yes. Slovenia is a wonderful place. Zelo a lot of different and everyone who comes in the world is not And beautiful the
0: And what did you say?
1: I just said that uh, Slovenia is really diverse and usually takes breath away to everybody that comes and visits because there's a lot of variety on such a small territory and people are just not aware of.
0: And the people of Slovenia are so charming. Mariana. I understand they hardly know how to, to curse. That's true. Um,
2: again, very congruent with the whole pacifist view of the world. D- don't get me wrong. People are not that nice. They do swear. <laughs> but when they do, they actually unconsciously have to borrow words from other languages that were quite dominant in Slovenia, whether it is German, Italian, or in more contemporary times, um, Serbian or Croatian, which have plenty for any occasion. So pretty much the worst thing you could say in proper Slovenian that is, would be um, 300 hairy bears, which would be the equivalent of... 300 hairy bears. that would be the equivalent of... Darn. That sounds pretty bad. Actually, there is a worse one uh, that's uh, much worse. I'm not sure if I can say it on public radio,
0: but um, it's may you be kicked by a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) May you be kicked. So, Tina, can you say this in the angriest way as uh, in Slovene? 300 hairy bears.
1: Oh my, goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: And Marian, may I be kicked by a chicken? Oh my goodness. So, this has been so much fun talking about Slovenia with Marian Kriskovic and Tina Hiti. If you go to a, a bar and you're enjoying the polka and the beautiful wine of Slovenia and you're getting nostalgic, what makes you cry with sort of nostalgia and joy? Or, or, or what do you sing when you get together and have that? convivial togetherness with your countrymen? What is that?
1: It's it's a song about a beekeeper.
0: About a beekeeper?
1: Yes. And it just talks about how hard he works and how he respects the bees and the nature and that the bees are his only friends and they make him happy. And I think this would be a song that would definitely come up after a few glasses of wine and everybody would be singing along and it's a very nice kind of a smooth song. Can you give us a... Sing it to us in Slovenian and then oh, tell really? us what you sing said. Oh, really? Sing it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Just a, just a <laughs> phrase. Oh, my God. Če bilice, vi moje ste prijatelice. Pozabim vas nigdar. Vaš stari čebelar. It means the bees, bees, bees. You are my only friends. And I will never forget you, your old beekeeper.
0: Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.